Again, here we go. I give the book, everybody. Here we go. Amen, amen, amen. All right, today's Daf and Daf Samach Beis, page 62 in the Hilgim Masechus Kedushin. We're going to pick up on Daf Samach Beis with Bishlama Lerev Meir. Okay, this is uh, pro- approximately 12, 13 lines from the top of the Yomud. The first word on the line is Bishlama. Now, we're in the middle of a fascinating sugya, which is that, as we learned yesterday, in order for something to be valid, for a condition to be valid, it has to work the same way, in whatever way, the Torah says it works. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Rav Meir says you need to double over the expression. You need to say, when you make a condition, you have to say it like this. If you follow through on the tenoyim, on the conditions, then I'll give this to you. And if you don't, I won't. In order to have a valid tenai, it you have to double over and have express absolute clarity. And if you don't, it's not a valid condition. Now, so what? Well, it matters like this. If a man tells a woman, marry me on condition that I'm rich. And she accepts the marriage. And it turns out that he's not rich. See, here's the deal. According to Rav Meir, that you're married. You know why? Because you didn't give a valid condition. You didn't say, marry me on condition that I'm rich. And if I'm not rich, we're not married. Since you didn't say that if I'm not, your whole condition is not valid. And therefore, if she accepts marriage, you're married. It's not dependent on the condition because the condition itself... Was nothing. There's nothing. There's no condition to be fulfilled. However, according to, according to, the uh, the other shita of Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, who says that for a condition to be effective, you don't need to double it over. You would be. You you would not be married in such a case, because you said one side of the condition. Lemaisa, you the, the condition wasn't fulfilled, and uh, and therefore you're not married. All right. So that's the machlekes Rameira and Rabbi Chanina. And the Gemara is now continuing on and trying to prove which one is correct. Do you need both sides of the Tanai, of the condition to be expressed in order for it to be a valid condition or not? Here we go. Says the Gemara, Bishma, Lord of Mayor, makes it according to the Mayor, you need to be doubled over. This is why it says in the Torah, when somebody needs to become Tahar from Mace, from the impurity of a dead body. So we sprinkle the 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 uh, waters of the the paraduma on him on day three and day seven and if he's not sprinkled then he's not tummy and he, then then yeah then he's not tart so according to the mayor it makes sense why the pusik has to double it over because again if it's not doubled it's not effective according to why do I need to double it over answers the Gemara I still need. Even according to Rechinu Gamliel, it still has to say ve'im lo yishata to be effective. Why? So that the Chavina, I would have thought to say mitzvah says abashi should be shvi. What you're supposed to do is sprinkle him on day three and day seven. Ve'ichadavad bechabinaya, but let's say you sprinkled on only three or seven. Avad. The bottom line is it works. In other words, sometimes you're supposed to do it, but if you don't, it's not ma'akev. Doesn't get in the way. Kamash v'lans. It comes along ve'im lo yishata and says no, it is ma'akev. If you don't sprinkle on day three and you don't sprinkle on day seven, both, you're not tar. Hence, says Rechim Gamliel, the reason why it's doubled over is not to make it an effective tonight. It's doubled over to tell me about it being ma'akiv. Says the Gemara, Why does it then say you need to have somebody who's tar sprinkle on day three and day seven? I already know that. Now we're just... 
finishing off this idea of sprinkling on day three and day seven. Answer the Gemara. It's Shrek Sogta at the Chamina. I would have thought to say, Shlishi You got to sprinkle on day three to the exclusion of day two. Shri Lemute Shishi and day seven to exclude day six. The Kamemayipi Meitara that it's going to tell us that you could make less the days of Tara, the, the days of the purification process. Okay. I'm sorry. But let's say you spring on day three and day eight. Where I didn't do it too soon. I just pushed it off a little bit. I would say you're adding to the days of purity. I would say it's okay. Let's me know that it has to be on day three and day seven. Okay. Let's give an example. Let's give an example to what the Gemara is saying. Nowadays we have Allah that if let's say a woman becomes Anida... So there's something called Zayin Nikiyah, and there's something called seven clean days that must be kept. Okay? Seven clean days, a woman needs to ensure she has seven days. Let me ask you a question. Let's say she goes to the mikvah after day six. Is that effective? No. It's not an effective tevila. Because you need to wait seven days. Let me ask you a question. What happens if she waits till day eight? Is it an effective tefillah? Yeah. You didn't go bizman. You went later than you were supposed to. Over the mice, it's a valid tefillah. Right? All right. You went after eight days instead of seven days. Says the Gemara. The reason why it says sprinkle on day three and day seven is I would have thought, let's say you sprinkle on day three and day eight. Where you still had days of purification. And fakert, you extended the purification days. I would think it's okay. Comes along the Gemara and some comes along the Pusik and says, Teach me. It only works if you sprinkle on day three and day seven. It does not work on day three and day eight. Why does it need to say that he's purified on day number seven? I would think that you have to, when you sprinkle it, it's referring to Kachim for Karbonas, Avalachuma, Bechad, Nami, Sagya. But when it comes to the ability to eat truma after becoming tamimes, one sprinkling out of the two would be enough, would suffice. Kamash Malon comes along the Pusik and says, no, you need two sprinklings to be tahar, not only to bring your sacrifice, to bring your karbanis, but you also need two sprinklings in order to be fit to handle truma. Period. End of that Gemara. We now move on to the next Mishnah continuing on uh, describing various uh, situations where a man marries a woman, but the Das, the mindset, was it, didn't have a complete meeting of the minds between husband and wife or man and woman at the time of, of possible marriage. So let's get into further cases. A man marries a woman thinking that she's the daughter of a Kayan. Turns out she's the daughter of a Levi. Levia Barei Kahenas or vice versa. Ania Vareni Ashira. I thought she was poor. Turns out she's rich. Ashira Vareni Ania. I thought she's rich. Turns out she's poor. Harezu Mikudashas. It's a valid marriage. We don't care what you say, what you thought. We say to this wonderful man, She didn't tell him she's rich. She didn't say she's poor. He says, I thought. She lives in a big house, so I assume she's happy and wealthy. Turns out, she's sad and bankrupt because she lives in a house above her means. 
Now, he thought she didn't trick him. He just doesn't hop the ways of the world. He doesn't realize that some just because somebody's got a big house doesn't mean they're rich. Just because they have fancy sneakers doesn't mean they have money. They might have just thrown the money into the sneakers or into the house and they don't have nothing. Right? He doesn't get it. Says the Gemara, it's your own fault. Says the mission, it's your own fault. She didn't trick you. She didn't trick you. You stop, fool yourself. Okay. If somebody says to a woman, fascinating case, get ready for this. Please marry, marry me. Right now I'm not Jewish. But after I convert. After, yeah, after I convert. Or after you convert. After I'm a, I become free from being an Abakanani. After you become free. Please marry me after your husband dies. Or after your sister dies. He was married to her sister, so he can't be married to her while the sister's alive. Or after your Yavam does Chalitza in the In all these cases, not in Mekudashas. Meaning, you hear there's a woman that's about to get divorced. You hear there's a woman that's about to convert to Judaism. So you walk over to her, you put a ring on her finger, you say, after you convert. After you become a divorcee, after you become a widow, it doesn't work. She's not fit right now to be married. It's not a valid marriage. Somebody says as well, if your wife gives birth to a girl, I want this girl to be married to me. Also, in a Mekudashas, it is not a valid marriage. Okay, why? Because this kid is not born. It's like a a yeah, this guy's wife is pregnant. You already want him to marry off his kid in case it's a girl. It, it, it's not valid. Okay. Let's say his friend's wife's already pregnant. The hooker obra, and she's noticeably pregnant. The var of kayamim says the mishnah. Then you could do that. It would be a valid marriage. We don't consider this to be a case of a davar shalay balaylam of something that doesn't exist in the world. We consider it to be. A, a daughter that already exists in the world. Okay, here we go. It says the Gemara Tan Hasam. We learned in a Mishnah elsewhere. You cannot take Shuma from that which is separated from that which is still attached to the ground. You can only separate Shuma from things that are already cut. We don't separate Shuma from that which is attached to the ground. If you did, ain't Shuma It's not a valid Shuma. It's not considered like you separated Shuma. And Rasi has a question searching information from Rebekhanon. Omar, somebody says, Let the fruits that are already picked become chuma for the ones that are not yet picked. From at the time that it's picked, the nitlashu, and then ataka was picked. Mahu, what is the halacha? Yeah, do we follow the original statement or not? Because over here, Lamaisa, he included things that are already detached. So do we say that since there is an element of effectiveness to your statement, the whole statement becomes true? Amar Leiser, Rabbi responded to Ravasi, Kol dummy. As long as it's in your, your kayak, as long as it's in your power, your ability, your hand to uh, to do something, it's not considered like it's, it, it's uh, missing it. And therefore, since this guy has the ability to to uh, to now harvest any one of the fruits, the fact that he designates it as truma is going to be a valid designation. We view it as if 
it's already picked because it's in his yad, it's in his kayak, it's in his ability to separate it. So that's a challenging question on Rabbi And they said, one second. Our Mishnah says, if you say to a woman, I convert to Judaism, after you convert, after I become free from Nebuchadnezzar, after you become free from Shivchiknanis, after your husband dies, after your sister dies, in all the cases, you're not, you're not married. Okay, now, says the Gemara to get into its question. I get most of these cases. You know why it's not a valid marriage? You can't decide to convert. What if a bezin's not willing to convert you? You're not going to kill this lady's sister. How do you know this? How do you know she's going to die first? Elager have a biyaday, but to be a sincere ger, I'm sorry, I said it's by a ger. It's not fakir. Says the Gemara, if you're a sincere guy and you want to convert to Judaism, we'll allow that to happen. So it's biyaday. Let and since it's biyaday, why don't we consider it as if it's already done? And since it's already done. It should be a valid marriage. Says Gemara, no. Gernami la biyadu dam rav chiyab dam chiyab baraba om rav yechin on top of medves. Ger tzaruk shleisha. A ger is reliant on a bezdin. Mish my time a wine mishpak sevbei kedin. If you need three people, you need a kosher bezdin to convert. Mi yemar demizdaka lehani tlosa. And who says there's going to be a bezdin willing to convert this guy? Hence, it's not a valid marriage. But the point here is sticking to our guns in that. Anytime you have a situation where it's within somebody's yad, it's within somebody's individual power to accomplish something and get it done, the halacha is, it is already considered done. Hence, let's bring this to our case, somebody wants to separate shuma, and there's fruits that are still attached to the ground. Since they're fully grown and it's in his ability to detach it, it's going to be a valid separation of truma because it's in his yad to separate it. It's as if it's already separated. Truma say truma. It would be a valid truma according to Rabbi Yechon. Masla Rabbi Marmamul Rabbi Masla challenge you question. Let me ata. But now Hanaisim pruta leshiv chasai viyamarei mukdashesli lachashesh tarech. I go to my shivcha kananis and I say, here's money. With this money, be married to me after you're free. Now one second. It's within the owner's ability to free her. It's in his yad to free her. So he's giving her money. She's still a shivcha kananis. It's his yad to free her. But what is the halacha? You're not married. You can't do that. She's not yet free. Says the Gemara, You're going to tell me it's a valid kedushin? You have a non-Jewish shivcha kananis here. You're the owner. And just because you have a right to free her doesn't make, her a, a, doesn't make it a valid marriage. Question on Rebbe who says whenever it's in your yad, it's valid. Says Gemara Hachi Ashta. There's no question. Hasam Meikara Behema Hashta Das Acheres. Says no. I'll tell you the difference. See, when she, when this Shivcha Kananis is has a status of a Shivcha Kananis, she doesn't yet blive. She doesn't let live as a Yisrael, and therefore, even when you give it to her, she's not B'Tayras Kedushin. It's not. It's as if says the Gemara. As if you walk over to. A cow that has the ability to become a human. Bahavdil. And you put a ring on the cow's finger, on the, on the cow's foot, that doesn't help. It doesn't help. So too, uh, so too over here. Because once she becomes a full-fledged Jew, then she becomes capable for Kedushin. But until then, she's completely not. Hence, even Rabbi Echina would agree that just because in your Yad to free her, it would not be a valid marriage.
Why? She's not Batayra's Kedushin. She's not within the category of Kedushin right now. We're going to get divorced. I'm going to remarry to any Gedushes. Let it be a valid marriage. Then your power to marry her. Says, no. You could divorce her, but you still need her agreement to remarry you. So it's not with it. It's not Biyadeh. It's not in your power to remarry her. It's not true. Because you need her agreement. Hence, it's not going to be a valid marriage. Again, Rabbi Yechon is sticking to his guns. If it's in my yad, if it's in my power, my control to do something, then it's already considered as if it is done. Tifshay Dubai Rabbi Let's answer a shayla from Rabbi Shia. A nice and state putas. Somebody gives two putas to a woman. Bacha Samarla with one puta. He says, Skadshidi, ayayim, Bacha Samarla, Skadshidi, Bacha Shazgashik. We married me today with one puta, and after we get divorced, we married me with the other one. Let's learn out from here that this is not considered a valid Kedushin because, again, it's not in your, your Yad. Says, no, it's incorrect. Rabbi Yishia would still have an interesting question over here because the fact that there's Kedushin which works now doesn't necessarily tell me that there's Kedushin that's going to happen later after you get divorced. Again, because you need her agreement. Now that we said the sheet of Rabbi Yechinon, and we did not disprove Rabbi Yechinon, again, Rabbi Yechinon is of the opinion that if something is biyadai, something's within one's power to do, it says, yeah, consider it done. And hence, even if your truma is still attached to the ground, it's a valid truma. Because it's in your yad to detach it. So let's now try to prove so you have attached fruit and detached fruit and you want to separate truma from one onto the other. It doesn't mean anything. It didn't work. But, if let's say he says, I'm setting it aside truma from the time where it's actually separated, the nitlishu, and then he separates it, then he harvests it, he picks it, then it's going to be valid. And even more than this, once it grows a third, and then we harvest it, and then Taka, what happens, it's going to be valid. So this is a brisa. Bring a raya to Rabbi Yechon again. When something is within your yad, something's in your power to do, it's considered done, and we're going to follow through on your statement. Okay. Amar Rabba. Rabba says, Le'amar B'lazman Yaakov, Ela B'shachas. B'lazman Yaakov said his halacha, when it comes to shachas, shachas is animal food, okay? Which means that this halacha about separating shuma, even while it's still connected, because it's in your ability to, to separate it, or it's the, already going to grow to a third, because that's what he said, is um, is when it's shachas, shachas animal food, which is in the earliest, earliest, earliest stages of growth. Avoba agam, let's say you have things that are growing near a swamp, like, then he won't agree with this halacha. It's not going to be valid. Rabbi Yosef Omar Afilu Ba'agam, even in an Agam, it's going to be uh, valid. Okay? Even if it's, I, I translate a swamp, Agam is actually just a different stage of of uh, growth. 
Okay, different stage of growth. And the question is, how far along in growth is this going? Uh, is this going to come? Says more this stage of agam. How do we know it's it's a uh, it's an mamish an early stage of the growth of the fruits? Because there's a pasuk which says tells us halachayf keagmain roishay halachagagmain roishay. It is uh, referring to uh, the top of his head is is keagmain is some sort of bush that grows, I believe, near the swamps. But again. Where we see this, it's referring to uh, early stages of growth. New conversation says the Gemara, who is it going like the following Mishnah, or the following Brisa? Somebody says to his friend, if your wife has a girl at some point, this girl should be married to me. It's not valid. Okay? So that was actually a quote from our Mishnah. says, this that we say it's not valid is when his wife's not pregnant right now. You say, when your wife becomes pregnant, and if it's a girl, I want to be married to her. And the father, potential father agrees, not valid. Says Rabbi Hanina, that's only because there's no pregnancy yet. If the wife's already pregnant, if they have an agreement and it comes out, there's a girl that pops out, it's taka valid agreement. Come on, who's that following? It's not true. It, it's not Rabba because Rabba says it's only going to be valid if it's her, she's already noticeably pregnant. Over here, you see any stage of pregnancy, it's going to be valid. So it's not following Shitas Rab, unless you say that we're dealing specifically with the case when it was Hooker, when it was uh, recognizable. According to Yosef, he says it's going to be a valid marriage even if she is not yet noticeably pregnant. His halacha was only in the early stages where it's considered animal food when it's uh, where it, uh, all it needs is basic grain. It doesn't need any sort of irrigation. Shachas that needs shakya, which needs extra watering and irrigation, light. It's, uh, it's, even if it needs irrigation, it's still considered to be a valid statement and a valid separation of truma. Come on, Nazlo Hatatania. I'm the Chaverim Yol de Ishkan. I came Magadeshli. Loyam Raklon. Loyam Rochanina. Lashon Ella Sheinishtaim Uberes. I've listed my Beres Dvarv Kayamim. So now we're just going to explain it according to this lashon. Come on, Kishukar Uber of Adivri Akol. It's referring to when she is noticeably pregnant, and everybody's going to agree when it's already here and alive, uh, alive inside the mother's womb. Everybody will agree. That it is a effective marriage. Amar Abai Abai says, "Rabbi Lozben Yaakov, Rabbi Rabbi Meir, Kulu Sfir Lehu Adam Makad Davar Shalbleilam." Rabbi Lozben Yaakov, Rabbi and Rabbi Meir are all in the agreement as follows. Get ready for this. I can sell you something that is not yet in existence. Something's not here. I can sell it to you according to these three opinions. Now, where do you see this? It's a chiddush. When I sell you something, does it have to be here to make a sale? Or can it be, can I sell you futures? Can I sell you futures? doesn't exist yet. Rabbi Yaakov, we know, holds you can sell that's the case we just gave. Okay? That even if it's not yet grown a third, mamish, mamish, early stages, 
Rebbe the Tanya. How do you know Rebbe holds you could acquire Dover Stabilum? Because it says, You should not give a slave that ran away from his master, you should not give him you should not uh give him back. Okay. What does this mean? So uh this means that if you have a, a Evid that ran away, the uh and somebody goes and he, he buys him, we don't force you to uh to return him. And Rabbi said on this, we're dealing with somebody who bought a slave on condition to free him. What does this mean? How does this connect to a Dabr Shlaibullah To something that's not yet in existence? Hechi dami. What's the case? going to The guy wrote for the Ever, the Kishakah, when I purchase you, Hare I'm buying you already from as of now. So you see that even though the rights of the Ever, the ability to purchase is not yet in the world, is still considered to be a valid sale. Hence, we have Rablozman Yaakov teaching us you can acquire a Dabr Shlabalaylam. We have Rebbe of the opinion that you can acquire a Dabr Shlabalaylam. And then Abai says that Rav Meir also is of the opinion that you could be mocking a Dabr Shlabalaylam. We haven't yet brought the source for Rebbe, for Rebbe Meir. How I know Rav Meir also agrees you can acquire a Dabr Shlabalaylam. Basham, tomorrow we will pick up with the Makar, with the source for Rabbi Meir as well. Agit Avach, have a wonderful and beautiful week, everybody.